You're listening to Life in the Trenches, relatable, faith-filled conversations about everyday life to encourage and connect. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this life together. Welcome back. I'm your host, Melissa Sharp. So I have a memory of something that happened quite a few years ago as I was waiting in the grocery store in line. My arms were full of groceries. I remember my eyes glazing over the stacks of magazines, all standing at attention in neat little rows. Nearly every tabloid had the same picture on it. It was a photograph of a family from a popular TLC network show. Eventually, the fame had caught up with them, and they were going through a very difficult and very public divorce. Their children seemed to be exploited for the whole world to see. I remember shaking my head, thinking how sad it was, most likely throwing a little judgment in there too. Well, I must have been judging them and their lifestyle, because I also remember feeling incredibly ashamed when I heard a voice inside my head that pressed on my heart, and those words came back to me, those are my children, and you're looking at them through a fishbowl. It sounds odd, I know, but I couldn't shake what I felt God had said to me. Now, shame comes from an ungodly place, but I did feel it nonetheless because I had read the books this family had written where they talked openly about their faith and how God had carried them through some really dark times in their life. Having six babies all at once isn't for the faint of heart, but now it appeared that the fame had overshadowed their faith and everything was falling apart while bystanders took sides. I remember now that not everything is as it appears to be. My husband is a creative director, and I overheard him speaking to a friend one day about camera lenses. He mentioned how often a fisheye lens would be used to capture an image to make it appear bigger and larger than life. This little comment of his stuck with me as I remembered the fishbowl moment standing in the grocery store line. Why do we, in our first world culture, put a fish lens upon people, making them appear bigger than they are and larger than life itself? There's something about the celebrity culture that makes me feel uncomfortable. Everyone has their claim to fame of being in the presence of someone the world seems to value, and everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame. Why we value these things as a culture, I don't quite understand. And we never seem to learn from our past that putting people on pedestals just doesn't work. I've come to think that gossip magazines and tabloid television are to women what pornography is to men. My reasoning? Well, women are relational. It's how we're built, putting value on our emotions, and we often try to control them, or we allow ourselves to be controlled by them. Men are more often than not visual, having photographic memory. 
images are powerful to men. And I've never seen a man purchase a copy of People magazine in the grocery store line. (laughs) Not that it doesn't happen, but tabloids know their target market. The elite are driven to hire public relation firms to represent them to the world, controlling nearly every move, dictating a certain image in order to make those people that we admire relatable to the public. We're fascinated by the rise and fall of every childhood star that didn't quite live up to the world's expectations. And reality television began to take over the airwaves as social media began to take over our personal time. Recently, Oprah Winfrey did an interview of a TV star and a prince. CNN Business reported that over 17 million people in the U.S. alone watched, and 49 million people worldwide watched the tell-all interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. It's considered one of the highest non-sports television events of all time. Social media posts began to fly as everyone and their mother chose sides, dissecting the words. I don't know about you, but I don't know of anyone who made the comment that there are always two sides to every story. I watched the interview myself, and I thought there were moments that were completely cringeworthy. But my opinion is of little value, and so is everyone else's, to be honest. I don't say that to make light of our opinions, but the reality is that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have no clue who I am, and they never will. I know more about Britney Spears and the fallout of her mental health struggles than I ever should. And every time I walk into a bookstore or walk by a newsstand, I can pick up any number of biographies from a celebrity and read their version of the story. They live in a fishbowl and will have to swim in that bowl for the rest of their natural lives. Because we, as a people, in our humanity, put them there. We are curious creatures by nature, comparing our own talents and abilities to those who seem to have everything that the world has to offer. I believe that very few can handle the pressures of public life. The Me Too movement that swept through Hollywood began to unearth the seediness that lurks behind the scenes. Men and women wielding the power to make or break a person's life. Souls handing over their fate for fame. And I bet it's only begun to scratch the surface. Very popular pop star Justin Bieber recently released a song titled Lonely. And in the song he wrote, Everybody knows my past now, like my house was always made of glass. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick. There's the truth right there, penned into a song by one of the biggest, larger-than-life pop stars in modern-day history. Words that most likely went over the heads of his 167 million Instagram followers alone. It's the price you pay. 
because there's always a price. And for some reason, the human soul has been convinced that it's worth every penny that we've got to pay, no matter how emotionally, mentally, and spiritually broke it may make us. In the age of the modern church, (laughs) there's no exception. We've put people who preach and speak the word of God on display, but instead of calling them pedestals, we call them platforms. Now, I'm not saying that this is all of their doing. No, it's ours, because we deeply desire to see and feel Jesus with skin on. And lest I'm called a hypocrite, I understand that I too speak on a platform, certainly not one of fame and fortune. And I have to be very careful to know the difference between humility and false humility. There are many incredible men and women of God who've been elevated to platforms of prestige, and they continue to live an authentic and humble existence, keeping close to the heart of God. God himself in his wisdom has given them the gifts to edify the church and make known his name to a spiritually decaying world. But I also believe that it is God himself who will allow those whose platforms have become pedestals, some by their own making, fall, crumble, really. There's a sadness and an uncomfortable silence when a well-known preacher comes tumbling down while the world watches. It's salacious to the enemy because it gives him a chance to argue that the keeping power of Jesus simply isn't real or real enough to give it any more thought or merit. It actually gives me the shivers to say that out loud. In the last year alone, a few prominent pillars of faith have been slayed by their own actions, outed for their hypocrisy and severely judged for their lack of self-control. They're left swimming in their own mess within the fishbowl, and the world just watches. Worship band Casting Crowns released a new song as well called Start Right Here. The song begins with the lyrics, We win our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on a screen. We've got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas. But for the hurting in our cities, would we even cross the street? Dang, I'm guilty as charged. I love getting coffee in the lobby, especially when they've got all those good coffee syrups lined up like a buffet. I love a good rock star preacher. Atmosphere is what grabs our attention and keeps us engaged. We, the people, want to be entertained. But the truth, in my humble opinion, is that for every rock star speaker or preacher the world witnesses in action, there are a thousand other speakers and preachers in church congregations, both big and small, all over the world, who were living the gospel, doing more for Jesus than anyone could possibly imagine. 
They're not out seeking fame or fortune, but they're gaining faith and freedom. So we buy the magazines, glossy and promising, curated with the magic of a fisheye lens. And we watch the shows, escaping into the reality of our lives, into the so-called reality of others. We use social media to keep ourselves engaged and entertained. Now listen, I'm not saying that these things are necessarily wrong, because I do them too. If I said that, then I'd be more guilty than any of you are. I suppose what I'm doing is I'm asking myself, what is it that motivates us in our human condition to be content watching the lives of everyone else? Perhaps it's because if I'm keeping myself busy watching someone else's life, I won't have to confront all the things in my own that make me feel less than in a world that demands perfection because their imperfections make me feel better about my own. I just want to be a girl living her everyday life, chasing after faith and freedom, not fame and fortune. Because I know in my heart and soul one will leave me trapped living in a fishbowl and one will allow me to explore the entire ocean. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you felt encouraged by me sharing with you what it is that motivates me or challenges me to look at things differently. And I hope that you can find a little insight of your own. 